together as always we pray come Holy Spirit come Lord we give you permission to do what you desire make our minds hearts and souls fertile soil that your word may bear great fruit Lord illuminate the scriptures for us reveal to us the face of Christ and the Father convict and console our hearts speak for your servants are listening Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Kind of had to laugh a little bit this morning in the, in the sacristy. One, um, one of the servers had asked me, hey, you... I don't know if like had an expression on my face or something, right? You know, like, do you, do you have a lot on your mind? And I'm like, well, yeah. no, nothing's on my mind, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Nothing's been going on the last year. Uh, and so with, the, with that in mind, like depart from preaching on the particular readings today and speak about you know, the continued reality in in, in, our, in our country, in our culture right now. And so I want to approach this, ask you, right, we're coming off of like a long election year, and, um, the election here, all the drama around it and surrounding it and everything. And, but I want us to be asking some deeper questions. Some deeper questions. Because people ask me, Father, like, what do we do? How do we engage? Where do we go? And we need to be asking the deeper questions. So one of those questions, right, what does, like what, when, we're, when we're engaging in the political realm and even before, like what does a good and just society look like? Like what does that look like? And for us to even begin to think about that question, we have to ask even deeper questions. Like who is man? Who, what is the human person? What is the meaning and the purpose and the value of life itself? Like, why are we here? Where are we going? What does it mean to be male and female? And based off of these answers of who we are, right? Then how do we interact with each other? And then how do we interact with each other on an individual level, on a, in a family, in a community, and then as a society? Because it is so important that we get the fundamental questions right. Because if we get the fundamental questions wrong, no matter how strong the walls are, no matter how strong the roof is, the foundation is weak, the house will come crumbling down. And so what are, right? How do we, we need to get these questions right. And in an election year, Right? All the, both of the parties are like, hey, we have the answer. We have the answer. We have the answer. The Republican Party has their answer. The Democratic Party has their answer. But brothers and sisters, over and over and over again, I think our human experience tells us this. Like that we know if we stop and we are humble enough and, and do a little bit of reflection and ask ourselves, like, Within me, there is both good and evil. 
Right? There's this struggle within us, the reality of how the Lord has created us and his grace and movement in our life and the effects of sin in our life. And that even within us, we can say along with St. Paul, like, I, I don't do the good that I want to do at times and I do the evil that I do not want to do. And we can, if we've lived a little bit in life, we can understand and go like, gosh, I used to think that was the right thing, but now my mind and my heart has been convicted and converted and now I know that that was wrong. And this is right. And if we don't understand that at the beginning, that we are fallen, that we are fallen, and that some of the effects of the fall, I've mentioned this a few times recently, and, and if I repeat myself a lot, it's because I've, the, the experts tell you that you need to hear something seven times before it sinks in, Right? So I figured I'm like Jesus, seven times, seven times, 77 times, you know, just over and over again. But one of the effects of the fall is that we have a darkened intellect, like we don't understand or see things as they are in truth. Unless there's a healing of that and a redeeming of that. And our desires, our passions also get distorted and twisted so that love becomes lust and all the other manifestations of those things. And that we can't desire rightly unless there's a healing, unless there's redemption of that. So if we're asking the questions, what does it mean, right? What does it mean to have a good society? What does a good society look at? Then we have to understand who we are as men and women created in the image and likeness of God. And the Republican Party doesn't tell us exactly that truth. The Democratic Party doesn't. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The culture, the prevailing worldview of the culture doesn't tell us that. So where do we go? The church proclaims this very, very vividly and very clearly. Jesus Christ fully reveals man to himself and makes his supreme calling known. That if we want to know what it means to be men and women, then we look to Jesus Christ himself. And no further and the teaching of the church, and the understanding in how we're created in natural law. And this is so important because I think that we don't, we get caught on the surface and we get caught answering some of the, the practical questions from a disordered vision of who we are as men and women. And then it just makes it more messy. And even as Catholics, like even as Catholics, and maybe you're a Catholic who like studies the faith and dives in, we live in the culture that we live in. And we are um, naive to think that that culture doesn't influence us. Do you, I, I, here, here's a question. Do you spend more time watching the news or watching media or entertainment or social media, more time there or more time studying the scriptures and the truths of the faith? When you log the hours, where's more time spent? On the news and entertainment or on studying the gospel and the truths of the faith? Because the more time that we're spending, right, that, that is forming us. And so we need to engage in what St. Paul says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. He rightly says, and the church rightly teaches that, in the end, love is the most important thing. 
Love is the most important thing. The greatest of all things is love because we are created in God's image and likeness to love and to be loved. But at the heart of love is this, to know the truth and to will it. To know the truth and to will it. Because love is to choose the good of the other as an individual and as a community. So if I do not see rightly, if I do not understand rightly, if I do not know rightly, then I'm incapable of loving rightly. No matter how strong my emotion is. So for me to love rightly, I need to know rightly and understand the truth. We know this. We see this. I mean, take the, the practical example of a beloved parent, a beloved grandparent who has a, a child or a grandchild stuck in the throes of addiction or a spouse, whatever the relationship is. And that person, out of great desire for their good and for them to be happy, enables them. Enables them deeper and deeper and deeper into addiction. That is not genuine, authentic love. Genuine, authentic love understands and knows that this person is caught in the midst of this addiction. And my heart, there's a compassion that goes out there, but it has to be one that is actually helping their good, them progress in, in becoming the person that they are meant to be. So for us to love rightly, we have to know rightly. We have to understand it. it is about a conversion of the mind. It is about having an understanding, a biblical worldview. Again, that question, what does a just society look like? We don't know until we ask and understand the question, who we are. Who is the human person? And what is due to them? based off of how they are created and our inherent dignity and value as being in the image and likeness of God. You know, we are going through a polarizing time, right? And there's a lot of, of appropriate awareness around the fact that our country is very divided and polarized. And there's, there's a call, and it's a good call for unity. Like, we need unity and civility to return. But again, even as we're looking at that, like we do, we need to be praying for that. I am praying for that. But the unity that we seek has to be a unity in truth. Not unity for unity's sake. Gangs and drug cartels are united. But not around truth. And so as we are, are praying for and need to actively engage in healing and bringing about unity, we need to first, again, the deeper thing, what is the truth of who we are and how that impacts our lives? Because we need to be united. Jesus has come to draw us together, but he has says when he comes, there will be division. Why? Because there, there will be a misunderstanding and a varied understanding of what the truth is. 
And so as we're living and praying and seeking to understand that, then yes, the culture is moving further and further away from the gospel truth. There are aspects of our country and our culture that are amazing and beautiful and good. But we are moving further and further away from a biblical worldview. And because of that, as we come and we need to dive in in prayer and in study so that we can love rightly, we need to understand rightly. And as we do that, there will be division on some level because of a misunderstanding of what is good. And we should never, ever, ever wield the truth as a weapon. Never. But with great humility, with great compassion, with great love. But also understanding that to love rightly and to be in communion rightly and to bring unity rightly requires that we remain rooted in the truth. So what do we do going forward? The same thing that we mentioned over and over and over again, if the church teaches very profoundly that Christ fully reveals the human person to ourselves, then we need to be steeped in the scriptures, especially the gospels. A people of prayer that the Lord would not, we would not only study them, but that he would illuminate us with the revelation of who he is and who we are. So important. Fasting. We fast and pray for our own conversion, for the conversion of my mind that I need to understand that I do not always see rightly and I need to be converted to the truth and to pray for the conversion of our families, this campus, our nation, and the world for our leaders. St. Paul says that over and over and over again, pray for your leaders, pray for your leaders. Whether you like them or not, intercede on behalf of the Lord. And then study. You know, what is it, we ask all the questions, but if we, and, and people have answers to what does it mean to be, to be a human person, but it needs to be the right answer. Illumined from the truth of the gospel and the natural law. So I just want to invite you again, there are great places to look, but the catechism is a gem. It is a gem. It is so rich. Pick up the catechism, read the catechism, study the catechism, pray with the catechism. We have a beautiful free resource on our website you can connect it to, form.org, with so much information. It is amazing. And then as we do that, right, to love in truth, that as my mind is being transformed, then I can, then I can willfully, right, love in the truth, especially those who are hurting the most, a preferential option for those who are hurting the most. This is our call. And so it's, we need to think about these things all the time. What does it mean to have a just society? We don't know unless we know the truth of the human person, if we know the truth about God. Yes, we are divided. Yes, we need unity deeply, but a unity that needs to be in truth. And that begins by humbling ourselves before the Lord. So I'm going to end with this quote, the Lord speaking to his people uh, from the book of Chronicles. If my people 
upon whom my name is pronounced, right? At this point, he's not talking to the whole world. He's talking about the Israelites, and we are the new Israel. We are the people upon whom his name is pronounced, right? We are actually called Christians. If my people whom my name, upon whom my name is pronounced, humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their evil ways, I will hear from heaven, pardon their sins, and heal their land. Because as we seek his face, there's a revelation of who he is and who we are. It transforms our mind, transforms our heart, and empowers our will to know and love the good. And God heals us. My people, upon whom my name is pronounced, humble themselves, pray, and seek my face. Turn from their evil ways. I will hear them from heaven, pardon their sins, and heal their land. Come, Lord Jesus, we are broken, we are fallen. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for how you are redeeming us, Lord. Illuminate our minds to the truth. Teach us who we are in you. Teach us the truth that we may love in truth. And in that way, bring about a building up of the kingdom of God here and ultimately spend forever with you in heaven. Come Holy Spirit. Jesus, we trust in you. Amen.